Hello there, you're listening to the Kemp Foundation podcast. My name is Katie and today I'm going to be chatting with Miranda. We're going to be talking about how she started the fabulous Girl Got Curves from being totally clueless about fashion to running a successful plus size bikini line. It's a really inspirational story and one that you're going to want to stay tuned for. Here we go. Okay, so today I am chatting with Miranda. Now, some of you might know Miranda. She is the West Kent coordinator. So maybe you've spoken to her on the phone um, or met her at a mastermind or something. But even more so, um, as well as being the West Kent coordinator, she is also um, the founder of Girls Got Curves. And that's really what I'm going to be talking to her about today. So hello, Miranda. Hi, Katie. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to, well, not meet you, nice to see you. Nice um, to see you too. <laughs> um, okay, so do you want to tell us a bit, right, so let's start by talking about, you've just joined, um, well, you've been with the Kent Foundation for a little while, but you've just um, kind of, you've been promoted, haven't you? So you've, uh, you've gone from uh, mentee to now you are the West Kent coordinator. So tell us a bit, what, what's that? What does that involve? Tell us a bit about that. Um, so I, yeah, so I'm the West Kent coordinator for the Kent Foundation. Um, so that means that I meet new potential businesses um, or people that want to start a business, um, and I see what their needs are and what support they might need, and I find them a mentor that can help them on their journey to start their business or help them with their already running business. And I um, look after people basically, just make sure that everyone's all right. And I promote the Kent Foundation as much as I can um, to people who might need our services. And do you think that's do you think that comes really naturally to you because you've seen the service from the other side? Like, is your role almost easier because you know exactly what what everyone's going through? Yeah, I think it's it's a couple of things. It's natural kind of personality trait. I love helping people. It's what gives me most joy in life and I think how useful a service has been to me personally for my business that when I meet the businesses I see myself in them a bit um and I'm also really I admire them a lot and I think that that's why I love doing the job is because I know that how they can be even better or actually get that support that they're lacking um and I, I fully believe in the service 100% so it's just making sure that people um are using it Fab. And so as well as that, so that's one hat, but also I mentioned as well, you, um, your business is Girls Got Curves, isn't it? So tell us, tell us about that. What, what's that about? So, um, yeah, Girl Got Curves, I started, um, I've been trading for two years and it is a plus size bikini line um, that kind of specializes in empowering women to love their bodies and feel comfortable on the beach. Ah, and so how did that how did that come about then how did how did that even how did that like concept even come into your brain so purely uh because bikinis are my absolute favorite thing in the world um kind of always have been i've never um struggled with feeling confident in a bikini um purely because i love them there is something i've always thought i'm allowed to wear um but 
it has, it was really difficult to find ones um, that made me feel good. And I was always trying on different ones, high street or more high end or supermarket, all the different ranges and nothing was making me feel good. So the actual fabric, the actual cut, the colors, none of that was making me feel good. Um, and it was a real struggle going on holiday and actually looking forward to going on holiday because for some item of clothing that you love the most and not actually being able to find something that makes you feel good it's a really weird hard thing so I was basically fed up and I and it all started because I was watching um X on the beach <laughs> yes <laughs> Which I don't watch it anymore but and this girl um she came out of the sea and she was wearing the sequin gold bikini and i was like yes that is me i need it i love sequins i'm gonna glisten i was going on holiday that year so i was like right here we go i need to find it um and i'm quite good with google and searching and i found it probably quite quickly even i had no idea who this woman was where where i could buy it and once i opened the page it ended up in three sizes of um small medium and large and if you know women's clothing, um, small, medium and large tends to be probably an eight, a 10 and a 12. And I wasn't yeah. a 12. And I was instantly upset and disappointed because I was like, why, why, why can't I wear it? Like why being a plus size fat person can't I have the, the sequin swimwear? Um, so I thought, well, you know what, instead I'll just make it. I'll make this the sequin somewhere and then I'll, I'll be able to wear it. And it kind of started from there. And then I thought, well, actually, if there is this lacking item in the, in the market for plus size women, if that is fashionable, comfortable swimwear, I could do that. So that's kind of how it started. <laughs> purely from anger. <laughs> Let's just recap. So you have a whole business because you were laid on your sofa watching yeah. X on the beach <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant I love that that's that's a fab story but it's funny yeah. it's funny isn't it because a lot of businesses start like that I think where people are disgruntled about something or they want something that they can't find or yeah. you know something isn't easily accessible and they think I'm going to make it so that another yeah. person doesn't struggle for it or can't find yeah. it or or whatever okay it so that it was, it was kind of a mix of, I'm sick of being an afterthought. And especially when it's something that I think all women can kind of um, relate to, because when you want, when you have an item of clothing in your mind and you've got, and you see the options you've got and none of them match, it's so frustrating. And I think men as well. Um, but one of the, one of the points that, was the reason I wanted to start it because it just wasn't the, the fitting wasn't thought about and I thought that was something that was really it was so so kind of old old-fashioned almost um that when you have a bikini it's just scaled up it's not thought about a plus size woman's probably got bigger roles or she's kind of probably got you know wider hips but actually her you know she's not going to be much taller than the average woman so nothing was thought about and that was that was what wound me up the most i think so it spurred you on mm. so so then so okay so you're sat there you're watching x on the beach you've thought i'm not having this i want that bikini i can't get it so then where did that take you what happened then 
So I <laughs> uh, went on eBay and I bought probably about five meters of all different fabrics that I loved. So I bought one sequin, one velvet, um, a red, a plain black, and I think a multicolored one. Um, and I did it and I just thought, right, I'm just going to buy some fabric. I've got a sewing machine. I know how to sew. I'll just, I'll just try. Um, but I've had a couple of, obviously with anything that you don't really know about, it took quite a while because I had to get the right needle. I had to get a cutting mat. I had to get a cutting tool, all things that I didn't have in the house. So it started off me <laughs> every night in my conservatory running fabric through a sewing machine, trying to work out how I could create this pattern because obviously I have, I don't have any experience in fashion pattern cutting or any kind of textiles. So working out how to create a pattern was really difficult. Um, so I took old bikinis that I had that were kind of, these worked, but I could change it. I could alter it. Um, took them apart and then kind of cut around them to make a pattern and kind of changed it here and there um, and eventually made <laughs> a horrendous sequin bikini. <laughs> I love that. Do you, did, it, did it work then? So you made the bikini, you got the bikini. I made it, but it, it, it wasn't wearable. It, uh, I'm not, I think the problem was is that I can't sew stretch fabric and it's something that you have to, you have to be able to be able to do because it's very different from making a pillowcase or making a normal cotton top. So it was, yeah, it didn't quite, didn't quite work. Right. But it didn't put you off. You carried on. No, carried on. And so what happened then? Um, so after that, I kind of thought, right, is this, is this something that could actually become a business? Is this something that I could do? Um, if I don't have the skills, could I learn them? Do I have funding? Um, do I have the time? Do I actually want to do it? Um, and I, it took it took a couple of months to kind of work out those things. And I think, um, especially with starting a business, no one in my family had done it. No one really around me had done it to a point of inventing a product. Um, so a lot of my friends are sole traders that do kind of trade work, which is a bit different from obviously creating an actual product and sourcing materials and fabric things like that um so i basically just followed google um i started on what's the first thing you should do if you want to start a bikini line what's the first thing you need to think about um how much does it cost things like that um and the first thing i did after that obviously was think of the name um and then i went to a trade show <laughs> just like that. Oh, just like that, I went off to Paris <laughs> um, and I went to the biggest swimwear and lingerie trade show. So it's half of it is ready to wear um, kind of uh, buying garments and the rest is all fabric, materials, trimmings, anything you can think of to do a swimwear and lingerie. Um, and I managed to get on, I managed to get in because you have to have a business, but I managed to kind of say, oh, I'm a student. Could I please come along and not pay loads of money to come um so i managed to get on a student kind of visitor pass and um yeah was completely intimidated for three days <laughs> wow do you know what that's that's brave isn't it did you realize that was brave at the time no because i was just following the steps i was just from what it said online it said to do it so i was like well i'll do it <laughs> So I went and I did it. And then when I got there, I was like, wow, okay, I didn't, I didn't think it would be like this. But 
yeah, was, I had to do it. I had to do it. And I would recommend that to anybody. If you're get, if you're wanting invent a product or you want to design something yourself, the best way to get stuck in and work out what this industry means or how it works is just go to a straight trade show and just be completely intimidated and make connections. Just do it. And so did you get some connections from that show then? Was it worth it? Um, so I did. So one of the things that I wanted to do, uh, my goal of the trade show was to find a manufacturer because I'd worked out from me sewing the, the secret bikini in my conservatory to the trade show that I probably was going to need to use a manufacturer because I didn't have the skills and the cost of me learning the skills. I was still working part time um, to buy the machinery and things like that wasn't viable at the time so I decided I was going to use manufacturing um and I spoke to probably 10 15 manufacturers all around the world far eastern Europe um and I found one in Romania and they were a really good fit um but in the manufacturing world it's very hard to get in people are really hard it's really really a trusting industry because you you don't tend to pay up front so you pay once products are completed and delivered. So you have to be able to trust that person that they're going to pay you because they say that they've got their staff to pay and things like that. Um, so after trade show, I did email them a couple of times, but I just didn't, didn't really get a response from them. So in terms of connections, I probably made none. But in terms of finding brands that I could buy from, it was really good. And it was a really good experience to know that now, because it, it's weird, it's like when you start something that has so many elements into a product, you're like, where do I buy this stuff? I don't want to buy it in the UK in small kind of um, uh, sewing shops or fabric shops because it's going to be really expensive and they haven't got a big range. So it's things like if you want to put beads on the side, or if you want to put a zip, or you need bra cups or packaging or clips, anything like that. It's actually you've got everything there so you can get a business card you can get a leaflet take a photo things like that so that's for that side it was completely worth it and so okay so then you come back from the trade show and you're thinking gosh that was scary um but that's definitely what i want to do so then what what were your next steps what happened then so after that i um i found a two-day course that was running at london College of Fashion and the course um, was how to start your own swimwear or lingerie business. Convenient. Uh, Very specific. (laughs) That's fate fate, Um, isn't it? That's fate. Yeah so it was a two-day course so I I went along to that um, which was brilliant. Uh, Had a lot of pros and cons to it but overall it gave me the validation that I was doing the right thing because Everything that they kind of recommended, like go to a trade show, make yourself a limited company, all of these things I'd already done. So I was like, right, okay, so I am doing this, nothing massive I've missed out. And actually, um, they give you so much knowledge that then you you know what to expect. You're not going in, into everything completely blind. You kind of have an idea what's the norm. Um, so, yeah, I did the course. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so and then, how, then how did it get to you physically having, having your bikinis in your hand? So I worked out that I uh, wanted to use a very small manufacturer, um, preferably in London or surrounding, because it was easy for me to drive to. Um, I got really good advice from 
the courses about kind of choosing a manufacturer and things like that. Um, and I found a woman in Uxbridge who specialised in swimwear, lingerie and startups. Um, had a chat with her. My dad came with me. <laughs> we drove to Uxbridge and I met her. Um, and she was just in her conservatory, like me, and um, kind of worked out that she wasn't doing manufacturing at the time. And I was a little bit disheartened at the time. I remember and I was like, oh, no, that... I needed a manufacturer and she's not but actually she was exactly what I needed she was a pattern maker um so what her role was that to work with me to design a pattern to actually create a sample and a tech pack grade it all up to the sizes and then um basically I could use that to then go to the manufacturer and say this is my pattern these are my fabrics please can you make all of these bikinis for me um so I worked with her for probably about six months um a bit longer um and at the end of that it was in um i think it was march because it was snowing it was snowing when we left it was in wales so i so i found my manufacturer um and i visited them in march wow and then how long was it until you your physical product was ready for you so um i met them in march and um Oh, well, so I'll, I'll fill you in a little story just because I think it's it's funny <laughs> and I, and it's funny because I feel like I'd never do this in real life and just at the time you know when you get that gut feeling you just know you should do something so Come I phoned on, them I up. need the story it's I mean it's not that great I'm saying like it's incredible <laughs> but I phoned them up and I said oh hello you know I was just wondering um I you know I'm a swimwear designer I was wondering if you had any manufacturing slots available this year because everything's done very advanced and they said, well, no, it doesn't really look like it for this year, I'm afraid. But why don't you come to Wales and, you know, we can have a chat. And I was like, okay, cool, I'll come to Wales then. And in any situation, I'd have gone, yeah, I'm absolutely not ever. No, okay, if you haven't got any slots, I'm not going to waste my time and money coming over to Wales. So I said to my partner and I said, right, we're off to Wales then, then this weekend. So we, we booked an Airbnb. Um, drove down to Wales. I've got a really smart outfit ready. I've got all my, you know, samples and my bits ready with me. And I walked in there and they said, okay, when do, you, when do you want to start your production then? And I was like, well, I thought you didn't have any time. And he said, yeah, but, you know, we don't really just tell everyone because I think that especially when you're, when you're a startup, you might not have the funds and things like that ready. And if you're constantly phoning people up saying, do you have time? Okay, can you put me in? Oh, actually, no, I can't do it. They're, you know, it's protection. It's a, it's a yeah. you know, boundary. A business so I went down there and they really liked me and I really liked them I got to see the factory I got to meet all the sewists um, the sewing machinists um and we had production date of June so it was a bit later than I wanted but I was kind of sure I was going to launch um in 2018 um and I did two days of sampling with them so I could kind of make sure the patterns were all working that understood the patterns um it looked how it was supposed to look um and then i had my final so i had the final product in july wow that that's pretty that's pretty impressive so when you when you said then that that's funny isn't it because they they told you no essentially they'd said no we haven't got any slots but yeah. actually by you making that leap and turning up it kind of, I guess it gave them a bit of re reassurance that, yeah, she's actually, yeah. it's not just someone on a phone randomly asking. It's somebody no. who wants to build a relationship. 
they they're putting themselves out there she's traveled to wales just to meet us yeah even knowing we've got nothing and potentially this is a relationship worth pursuing yeah it's kind of like proving who you are and because they they need to see you and meet you and trust you and that's what they're gauging off and obviously like you said if somebody else phones up and they go no i've got not got anything then you go okay bye they know they i mean you know it's, it's just not gonna work so i think that at the time i was like yeah i have to do this i have to go and meet them because in my head i think it was if they don't have time now maybe they could fit me in next year or something so it was it's like making those connections and i thought if not i've you know i've not been to wales for a couple of years so you know we'll have a nice time <laughs> paris wales you know this is, this, <laughs> this is turning out quite exciting this is quite a, an exciting story isn't it do you do you think yeah, it's, it is about gut feeling do you think it do you always follow your gut yes and no um I think you always know deep down if something's a good idea or not, or if it seems like it's the right thing. I think sometimes, especially when you're starting a business, everything's exciting. Mm. And I think different, different, differentiating excitement to, you know, this isn't right, but you really want to do it because you're excited. This is difficult. And I think I've looking back, I knew it was wrong. Some decisions, but I was so excited that I was like, no, 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 this is, you know, of course it'll be great. Of course it'll be fine. So, um, but yeah, otherwise gut feeling, always go with it. What, what do you think is the hardest? What was like throughout your business journey? Cause that all sounds really exciting. It does. It sounds really like, yeah. oh my gosh, let's, let's all start swimwear companies and go to Paris, <laughs> pop to Wales for the weekend. You know, like that sounds really exciting. But what, what would you say? What's the hardest thing? like out of all of starting a business yeah out of the whole when you when you look back and you think like i have everything i've done maybe it's oh the hardest thing is you know working on your own in your conservatory the hardest thing was finding the right pattern or you know what what what's the hardest thing that you think you've you've struggled with i think the hardest thing was doing it alone i think that i longed for somebody for me to say do you think I should do this? Cause I'm thinking maybe I'll do it this way. And actually having somebody who was going through this with me or was the other half of me. Um, because when you are starting something, you have zero knowledge or zero background in everything is learning through mistakes. And that can get really tiresome because it's, I remember saying, I don't want to, I don't want any more, I don't want to learn any more lessons. Like I'm done because it's so frustrating and you can waste a lot of money and time. And I think having the confidence and kind of motivation to go, no, it's just, you know, at least I won't do that again. Um, it's, it's difficult sometimes. So I think, yeah, having some, uh, two things, having somebody to do it with you or having some knowledge to not make those mistakes and learn those lessons. Hmm. and who supports you so who who helps you like obviously you've got through all that now you're you're out the other side you've got your business who's helped helped you with that like you mentioned your partner earlier taking him off to Wales so I think yeah I think my partner massively I'd never be able to do this without him 100% he's probably the best person um to support me Miranda um but I think my mentor Liz um 
was a huge help because I think having somebody who had knowledge of business and actually could think of things in a business way, not just as a friend or girlfriend or, you know, things like that from my partner um, has been massively, massively useful. And what, what about your, so we, we said about what, you know, what's the hardest thing? What's, what's your proudest moment? So when did you, like, was there ever a point? Did you sit back and you go, oh my gosh, I've got a business now. Oh my gosh, like I've done it. We're here. Like what, what, how did that, did that even happen? It's weird. Like it is weird because everything you're so focused, aren't you? Like everything you just, you're always looking for the next thing to do. What's the next thing to do? But I think my proudest um, moment was I'd been launched two months, I think. And I was trying to get involved in events because, you know, trying to get product and brand awareness and things like that out there. And I ended up following somebody so, so random. And they were putting an off schedule London Fashion Week show about um, diversity, equality um, in fashion. And they were looking for a swimwear. Oh, no, sorry. And I DM them and I said, oh, have you, have you got, do you need any more like uh, designers? Anywhere I can get involved? She replied and she was like, oh my goodness, um, our swimwear uh, designer has just pulled out and we've got 25 models that all need swimwear. Can you do it? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, so jammy. You are so jammy. <laughs> so that weekend, I'd gone up. Um, didn't, I didn't know. I had no idea about fashion shows, how they worked, like anything like that. And that's another thing of like, now I've done it. I know exactly how I would do it again. Um, and I had, so there was, I think there were six designers there uh, that were meant to cater for all the sizes. And I was the only designer that had every single model in a garment. Um, and I'd been, I was the newest designer. Um, and seeing all those models walk down the catwalk and my dad came. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a real, and I think there was so much good feedback. And I think what makes me the proudest is that I think about five of those models, I still have really good connections with really good friendships. Um, three of them have modeled for me again, um, privately. And I think that makes me proud because I just went for it and I got so much out of it. Wow, that's amazing. And so right at the at the beginning, when I asked you to kind of like introduce it, you touched on um, the fact that you want to make, obviously this is a plus size range, yeah. and you touched on the fact that you want to make people love their bodies. So, mm -hmm. so talk to me about that a little bit. So one of, I think, the reasons of starting it was that every single item of swimwear was aimed at covering up your body. And I think that sends a really negative message for people that probably already struggle with body image and self-confidence. Um, so what I wanted to do was make items of clothing that were less covering your body, a little bit more skimpy. I hate the word, but it's, it's a good way to describe it. That actually, through not covering your body, but actually something that fits really well, allows you to feel comfortable and confident and actually start loving your body in a different way. Um, and going through my own journey of you know, self-love and body confidence, I think it's something that is really important to a lot of people and to their mental health and how they are day to day. 
Um, and it's something that I felt that I could help women with. And I wanted to do that through showing real women on the beach, real women wear bikinis. Um, I don't edit any of my photos. I don't necessarily use the most flattering of angles because I think that we all need to see real bodies in order to kind of feel comfortable and feel confident and not beat ourselves up about it and not try and compare ourselves to other people. Um, it's just really important to me because I think if, if through Girl Got Curves I can make women feel more confident, feel empowered by their bodies, whatever shape they are, uh, whatever size they are, then that's kind of me being successful. I feel like I want to clap that. <laughs> honestly, honestly, like that's, that's massive. And that's really, that you've got such a, I suppose that's why you're so passionate about it because you've got such a belief behind it. And yeah. that's clear, like that's clear. People will hear it when they listen to this. It's very easy to see that, I mean, even just the fact that, you know, you, you saw it and you thought, I want one and went and got one and went and made it accessible. You know, that, that's brilliant. And I think there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of stuff over the last few years. There's been a lot of change, hasn't there, about things like that. And I know a lot of the companies on social media that are selling clothing, they're, they're promoting the fact that they don't retouch their images, that, you know, if yeah. somebody's got stretch marks, you're going to see their stretch yeah. marks and stuff. And, and actually that, that is realistic because when we don't all look like the size four perfectly formed tanned Barbie replica that, you know, that, that we'd see otherwise and, and real people aren't necessarily buying that. So to be able to see what we look like in clothes and what, what is different and what can still look nice regardless of what number is on the ticket that mm -hmm. that's important isn't it definitely and i think it's a really great step that you've got places like asos who and pretty little thing who have decided you know not to be airbrushing women's stretch marks out but it's almost annoying at the same time because i think it's taken us to get to this point of so many people's mental health being affected by diet industry and kind of media that now we deem it okay when I think that it's it's really sad and it's heartbreaking that a lot of people like me and older than me um, have had to go through that struggle of trying to become like you say that perfect Barbie kind of cut out of what society deems beautiful but I think that now more than ever, it's fantastic. I love it. I love, I, there's nothing more I love than turning on the telly and seeing plus size models in the same advert as straight size models and seeing, you know, people within like JD Sports using plus size models. Like it's, it is a night. It's fantastic. Like it's absolutely brilliant. Fab. Well, right. That brings us to the end of our interview. Thank you so much. I really, I really feel like I'm going to really enjoy this when I go back and listen to this. <laughs> I'm really going to enjoy it because honestly, I've been smiling through, and I and I get it. Like, and I think that not only is it exciting, but it's actually inspiring. Like, and it just goes to show that things can just come from nothing more than an idea. You know, like you just have an idea that pops into your head and run with it, and then pretty cool things can happen. Just you know, just from that. So. But yeah, you should be really proud of yourself. It's, a, it's an amazing thing to have done and, it, and it's fabulous. Um, just before I do let you go, though, what I am going to do is I'm going to ask you just a few questions 
um, mm-hmm. not necessarily business related, just a, just a few kind of almost like icebreakery questions, just so we can get to know a little bit more about you. Um, so what's your, what's your favourite movie? Uh, ben Delight Beckham, probably. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to say that. I don't know. I don't know what that, that surprised me for a second there. Okay, Ben Delight Beckham. Ben, I know every single word to that film. Do you really? <laughs> I do. Okay. Um, if you weren't doing this, so if you weren't creating um, swimwear, what, what would you be doing? Helping people in some way, whether that be the job I'm doing now or being a waitress and helping people order food, anything just people related. People related helping. And I think a lot of people who start businesses have that same, you know, it's in them, isn't it? Like they want to help like in one way or another, they want to help and they, they want, that's kind of like their mission that that's what they need to need to do. Okay. Um, Tell me something we don't know about you. Um, <laughs> something you don't know something we don't know a random fact like who is Miranda Some, something that we might we might never have known oh gosh I don't know I can't think of anything um, it's, it's I, a bit- I it's a bit tricky, isn't it? Like something put... really mine, like could it be minor? It can, it can be minor. It hasn't got to be an elaborate. <laughs> you, you've, told, you've told us a pretty impressive story already, so it um, can be something very basic. Okay, I'll, I would say one. I love <laughs> anything fast, like whether it be like fast car, going down a hill on a bike fast. Like I have a proper need for speed. <laughs> Do, do you like roller coasters? Yeah, like any anything fast that is safe. Yeah. So you're a bit of an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. But I would never do a bungee jump. No, why not? Or anything like that. I just think, oh, you know, I'm not in control of that situation. Right. So no bungee <laughs> jumps, but just just some really fast cars. Yeah. Okay. Got ya. Right. Okay, well, thank you ever so much, Miranda. Um, so we'll post your links and stuff. So um, it's, uh, is it girlsgotcurves.co.uk or? Uh, no, just girlgotcurves.com. Girl.curves.com. Okay. And finally, um, do you want to just give a little mention, little shout out to another business that you can think of just off the top of your head uh, one that perhaps you've used or one that you've come across or follow on Instagram or anything any other small business do you just want to give them a little shout out yeah um, I want to give a shout out to um, Cressida, um who is the real bodies coach and I think that she is absolutely fantastic she's always spot on on what she says and I think there should be more personal trainers like her fab Okay, so Christina, the Real Bodies coach. So we'll post her details below as well. So thank you ever so much for your time, Miranda. Thank you for having me. I've had a great time. Good, so have we. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we will speak to you soon. 
Thanks for listening. Let us know whose story you want to hear next. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, then be sure to leave us a review. We'll see you next week. Oh,